Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 001 Radio Gamescast. It's episode number 47. As always, I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm joined today by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Alex. He's there. I promise he's there. <laughs> Every time! He did, he did say he was coming back from a migraine. He did say he was coming back from a migraine. This is every time, and I love it so much. Bless I think you, I think you just didn't pick up your syllable that you said. Oh, no, I swear I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. Leave. Oh, <laughs> all right. It's already gone. <laughs> Brett. Hello. And Wyatt. I'm, I am also here, too, all right. as well. Great. Let's move on from that trash fire. Uh, <laughs> best compliment I've gotten all day. <laughs> yep. Wow. So... You know, there, we were going to talk about some, some best level stuff, but that, that's getting pushed to next week because turns out we're all blind and didn't know there were two major events in the games industry happening this week. Uh, and by all of us, I mean just me. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know BlizzCon was happening until like day two or something, and I was like, oh yeah. But I Wyatt, it's, it's, it's BlizzCon line. It's BlizzCon line specifically. shower. So what we're going to do is we're pushing our, our plan talk uh, from last week to next week. And then this week we're going to go over the news while it's still somewhat relevant. <laughs> no, um, somewhat try. relevant. We'll see. Because in reality, nothing is coming out soon. <laughs> so we, we got some stuff that I think a few people here might like. So... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it's you were going to say something for a minute. You're already excited. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to ask you guys. What do you want to start with? You want to start with BlizzCon or the Nintendo Direct? What's, what's uh, what are people feeling? Let's let's do personally. I want to do Nintendo first because I feel like I have more to say with BlizzCon. To be honest with you, I, I would agree. That's my that's start my. with the supposed shorter. I don't have first. much to say for either, so... Yeah, to be honest, like, th this Nintendo Direct was um, not bad, not good. It, well, actually, I'd say it was pretty good, but it was just, like, pretty good, you know? It wasn't... Nothing here really blew people away. We didn't see some suspected things from, like, the Zelda 35th and Metroid 25th, I think. I think it more... That's the thing. I think people would be more okay with it if it wasn't now like if there wasn't if yeah. we weren't expecting a ton of zelda stuff coming out right around now i think people i think probably people would have enjoyed it more no one's expecting any metroid things anymore i mean prime 4 is happening it's, it's happening at some point it, how many how many quotes how many quotes is that ryan how many air quotes is that happening in the middle of uh that happening <laughs> is in the middle of there were, there were a few air quotes and then the studio closed <laughs> so, <laughs> they don't have the, the money or time to produce any air quotes anymore. Yeah, so, so now it's it's they're they're developing the air quotes right now. Uh, um, I see, I see. But there the there are some fun things with the direct. A lone two D artist that's going in and just making those quotes look yep. real real pretty. <laughs> okay, so there's a we're just gonna go in uh kind of order of whatever I I think Nintendo has kind of arranged things by priority. On their website rundown of this, so we're gonna go in their order and see if it if it stands up. Um, so we're gonna start out with a uh, an announcement of nothing basically, which is Hades. 
<laughs> so Hades, the game exists. Hades had a trailer that was pretty long. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, it was it was like a solid almost minute I think of that presentation just to say it's a physical edition which I mean Hades is up there for games of last year it is one of the best games to come out I mean it is it can't go any higher if you ask me but you know well according to other people you can so wow <laughs> according to literally year. us according okay, to wow. us I mean, what shut up <laughs> uh we're so we're getting that so some other announcements. Uh, we're going to talk about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity a little bit later, I think. But we're getting DLC for Age of Calamity. If So if you are one of the people that has enjoyed that game, uh, we're getting some more content for it. New characters, new movesets, some, some fun new missions, apparently. But we don't have any details on any of that. So it's because something. there just isn't enough content in the game already. Because... <laughs> If anything, Musou games are known for being exceedingly short. <laughs> exactly. If you can't tell, that's extreme sarcasm. Uh, they are incredibly long. So, yeah, that's happening. Uh, Animal Crossing's getting some Super Mario-themed items. There actually is one thing of note here. Uh, you can get warp pipes for your island that allow you to teleport around it. And you can only have one set, so you can have one set of warp pipes that allow you to like teleport around your island um, to, to, to a different spot, essentially. Uh, that's just a super nice like quality of life thing <laughs> for Animal Crossing because it means you can have a river that looks really nice and you don't need to have a bridge like always in the middle of it uh, that's in a convenient place to walk across. You can just teleport. So the neat little quality of life thing. Uh, we got a weird announcement. <laughs> so Metopia, the 3DS game, oh. is coming to yeah. Switch. Everyone's favorite. What? I've heard this well, game's he, actually wait, really is good. Is this the one where there are so, all those yeah. memes of the Mii's singing? That's Tomodachi Life. Okay. Miitopia is similar. Uh, very similar, and there are tons of memes of it. Uh, but not singing. <laughs> Everything else that Mii's can do is memed in it. But yeah, that, that's happening. Uh, apparently, yeah. I mean, apparently it's, it's really good for what it is. Um, I haven't played it, so... I can't comment, but I've heard strangely good things for something called Metopia. So, <laughs> I mean, Tomodachi Life was pretty great, all things considered. So, I'm not that surprised that they're pulling out another good little thing. Although, I, I do want to see the price tag on this. It might have already been announced, but I don't want to click on the link because it's going to start auto playing music. So, uh, <laughs> some other stuff to talk about. We got a look at World's End Club, which is a game by the. Uh, Zero Escape franchise creators. Ooh. So this is a game that was actually announced like two years ago, I think. We have a, a release date now. It's coming up pretty soon. And it's it's about a group of kids that were supposedly put in like a weird death game, as you do in Japanese detective games. Doesn't sound familiar. Surprisingly <laughs> often. <laughs> yep, surprisingly often. Except this time the twist is the, the weird death game immediately stops and they go up and it's the apocalypse. So that's that's the gist of it. It looks like a weird platformer. Uh, it, it looked a, not that smooth, but I don't know if that's like just trailer footage that they cut that isn't great. But I'm I'm a little skeptical of if the if the the team behind this is going to be able to pull off a platformer, especially considering it probably also has that 
huge emphasis on story. When you say the known, when you say things like Zero Hour Escape or the known Nary games, I do not picture a platformer. So I exactly to see how it's pulled off. I, I'm interested um, in this, but from the sidelines, I'm, this is definitely not a game I, I would, uh, at least personally, pick up immediately. Just because I think uh, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of if it's going to be that fun. I'm sure the story will be great because that team has has not really put out anything bad. Uh. But whether or not it's enjoyable is, is yet to be seen. So we did get a big announcement. Soon after that, we got a Star Wars Hunters. Whatever that is. <laughs> what? Well, we know it is a uh, squad-based multiplayer game. Oh. But we know what? literally nothing else. <laughs> literally uh, yeah, nothing it, else about it this left, game. The teaser left a lot to the imagination. I think that's putting it... For like, a game that is coming out yeah. this year. Being developed by... A mobile that? game company, isn't yeah, it? So it's probably going to so. be like microtransaction oh. heaven. Would you look at that? My enthusiasm well, now, is now about as high as the Marianas Trench. Now, to be fair... Uh, uh, it's you know. Zynga and Lucasfilm Games. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to give them credit because Criterion made... Um, st- oh, man. My memory. What's the Star Wars flying game that came out recently, you guys? Squadron. 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 <laughs> Thank you. That was made by Criterion, who's known for making that Star Wars like clicker. Game I mean, Criterion is also a company known for making extremely good racing games. I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> mobile developer isn't immediately. I mean, Criterion stuff. is not a is not a company you would call a mobile developer though, because they make lots of home console games. They're not primarily a mobile Didn't... developer. Didn't Criterion also do the the Starfighter combat for Battlefront Two? As I believe well? yes. So yes. yeah, they have that on their their resume as well. Whereas, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, it's a false equivalency. Yeah. Zynga is not a home console developer in any capacity. Um, it, there could be other teams involved in this, but we really don't have a lot of information. We just know it's Zynga and Lucasfilm Games. It could be that Zynga is part of the publishing agreement for this. Because uh, Zynga is kind of a juggernaut in mobile games, and we do know. Oh, here's the here's the rub. So Star Wars Hunters will also be on the App Store and Google Play. There we go. There's the rub. So it is. There we go. Honestly, is mobile game. I retract yep. my. Where's my Indiana Jones game? I want that instead. I mean, hey, if it's free, I'll try it. But I I don't have yeah. high hopes for something published by. Uh, or not where's published, my archaeologist RPG? <laughs> I mean, that exists. There's like Heaven's Vault, I think. It's an archaeologist RPG. <laughs> huh. It's a really it's good one, leave too. right now to try it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Um, okay. So another announcement I think a few of us have some weird feelings about is Knockout City. Mm, has anyone else played this? I, I've, I've never I did not know it. the beta was happening until now. <laughs> like right I, before this episode. I do not I remember got to. this at all. It's it's the trailer that had that started with like forty five seconds of interesting like purposefully clashy art styles of like oh, this character is from yeah. Oh, yeah. not wow that was so weird this character is from not Fortnite this because we thought it was pixelated CS- from Fortnite because the background it, was like per- the purple yes. Fortnite background it, it looked like something and then they showed the actual game and the actual game looks kind of like like a like a like the Grubhub commercials, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> that's kind of really no. bad. But 
I played the game for a little bit, um, for like an hour and a half or something, and it's actually pretty fun. I just wish the game looked any synonym of good, <laughs> and also that like the trailer did a good job because the trailer sucks. Yeah, that trailer was bad. Uh, I, a lot of us, a few of us here actually know people at Velen, who is the studio making this, and they're a great studio. So I have a lot of faith that the game will at least be good. Uh, oh yeah, for what Definitely. it is, but. That trailer was some some dodgy decision making was going on there. I it was a different I mean, Ryan, company that made the trailer compared to a Velen who was making the game. It was a completely different team of people. I mean, that's Ryan and that's I usually were, were the watching case. Watching the show uh, with a couple of other friends, and everyone was like, "What's happening?" Like we had no idea what we were watching. I, I like for, for a second, I thought I was trailer. just like having a fever dream in the middle of the <laughs> Nintendo yeah, Direct. Yeah, and and Ryan, I I know that usually that's the case, but like. I like from people who have talked to them after the trailer was shown off. Not even Velen knew about like it was the trailer. outsourced like to they, someone. Yeah, like they, they were just as surprised as everybody else. Yeah, man, so well, I like, really hope they do a better job next time. It's a shame because that trailer did an awful job of selling the game, and forty-five yeah. seconds of just like weird characters that have nothing to do with the game talking. Yeah, I like, said that you're watching it felt like those raid shadow legend ads where they just have characters yeah. in their own game just talking about whatever mm-hmm. that's what it felt like it i i would assume odd. that studio probably does a lot of mobile commercials because that that's what sense. it felt like yeah. yeah yeah uh all right so knockout study brett any impressions from from what you've played i it's like like maybe like a like a seven out of ten for me they have like polish is needed but it's pretty unique and fun and i was like oh i wouldn't pay like like 40 bucks for this but according to the devs they're like trying to they're they're trying to do the the fall guys approach uh, where hmm. they it's i think it's like 20 bucks but then they're going to try to keep it on sale as as much as possible which uh, i would i would i would get it for that cheap but yeah they got to do some aesthetic work cuz man it's, yeah. it's probably the trailer that ruined it for most people. I mean, at least if, if it wasn't for that, that 45 seconds at the start of the trailer, I wouldn't have come out with an immediately bad first impression. I think that's yeah. the, uh, the big case with this. Uh, all right, so moving on, we got a Ninja Gaiden collection announced. There's actually a little bit of controversy about this collection because I don't know if any of you guys have played Ninja Gaiden games. No. Uh, so Ninja Gaiden is commonly kind of referred to as kind of an equivalency to the to like Platinum and Devil May Cry games, uh, but way harder and and with a lot more focus on like, um, basically like one hit kill type stuff. Uh, a lot more so like difficult. Dark Souls. No, because it's still like a super fast paced <laughs> no, hack and don't slash. Get out of here. <laughs> the Dark Souls Quiet. platformers because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there actually is a Dark Souls comparison to be had here because Ninja Gaiden, I think 2 and 3, it was either 1 and 2 or 2 and 3. I know 2 is involved in this. There were a couple versions of Ninja Gaiden games. There's the regular versions, and then there's the Sigma versions. The Sigma versions were like, not remakes, but like upgrades to the next console generation kind of deal. Um, Essentially, like like how a Monster Hunter game will have like were they free the upgrades though, or did you have to pay for them separately? Well, they're they're new games. They came out like a while after. I know that was a that was ones. a next gen upgrade joke. I'm just gonna stop talking now. Well, that it did not come off like a joke. 
I know. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a legit that's question though. That's just a that's a legit question though for these. Like, um, I could be totally wrong. Maybe they were a free upgrade at some point, but I think these games are early enough that like patches weren't still weren't that common. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- those are coming, but it includes the Sigma versions. And the big controversy around the Sigma versions is that they kind of overtuned things in the opposite direction. So there was a level that was notoriously pretty difficult in 2, I believe. And the Sigma version of that level just doesn't have enemies in most of it. Like, they, they just oh. scaled it way too far back. Um, so are you just walking around for the most part? Like no, really well, no. Like, it's still a game. It's still, <laughs> it's still a pretty good action game. But it's just not the definitive version of these games, essentially. Like, it, it is the version that had a few missteps when they were redoing them. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad that that's the versions we're getting. I, I mean, the Sigma versions has, have also got some benefits, like they look better. Uh, they've got some some more modern tech in them, but it, it is a bit sad that you're not getting that, like, Ninja Gaiden experience <laughs> with at least Ninja Gaiden 2. I, I don't think 3 is affected by this. Uh, I think it's 1 and 2 that have that change. I so. wonder because it's it's slightly different tech. It may have come down to uh, the fact that they were easier to port. Yeah, that that would be my bet. Versions. Is that it's newer stuff? It's easier to port. Uh, yeah. Which so, yeah. is so, which is somewhat understandable, to be fair. But. I mean, I don't have a huge problem with this. From my understanding, from what I've heard, uh, from the few people I know who have played Ninja Gaiden in like the different versions, it's not really a change you'll kind of notice if you haven't played the game before. But it's the kind of thing where, like, if you've played both versions of the game, you'll likely prefer the original and not the Sigma version. Uh, which is where the Dark Souls thing came in, because Dark Souls 2 had Scholar of the First Sin, which is the same situation, yeah. uh, where different people will prefer different versions. So, yeah, that, that happened. Uh, Alright. We got a... There was a game announced there that I think all of us were pretty iffy on, called uh, DC Superhero Girls. So so I don't want to be too mean. I do. I uh, wanna but... s- before you say this, Wyatt, I do want to point out this game is not aimed at us. It is aimed nope. at young uh girls and that's, boys. That's what I was gonna say. But I I think um I, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um <laughs> I think all of us just had this horrible like first impression this horrible like for like taste in our mouth that just did not go away for the entire trailer i don't think we were paying attention we were just talking about how bad it looked like this art style is aggressively awful to me it's yeah yeah. Um, it's it's deviant art (laughs) (laughs) i mean i get it because it does kind of look like like the teen titans go cartoon and stuff like that that which, um, which, which, you know, if there's anything that people loved about Teen Titans Go, it was the art style. Yeah, the art style. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it kind of looks like a few children's cartoons that I've seen. But at the same time, it also looks like that one episode of Community where Abed imagines community babies. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I no. lost my mind as soon as I oh, thought about that. no. You're so, oh my god! Yeah, so they sound the same too. The voices are super high pitched. They don't sound like human people. Uh, <laughs> it was it was rough. I'm sure there will be people that enjoy this game. And, and I went back and rewatched the trailer. The gameplay actually looks kind of decent. 
I don't even know what kind of game it it's is. an action game. Yeah, it's, it's just like a. I would compare it to like Lego games. It's a lighthearted action game. So I'm okay. sure young children will likely enjoy this, but really not, <laughs> not in any of our wheelhouses. Um, uh, that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Uh, the Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville games are coming to Switch. Surprisingly, really, really fun like multiplayer shooters. Uh, yeah. Gotta be honest. I I thought the first one was like, wow, this is surprisingly like decent. And then I played the second one, which was I thought like legitimately great. It was a huge improvement. Um, it's just one of those like series that completely takes you by surprise. And uh, I I think they're really good. So. You know, all right. Good for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you can check out impressions of those games anywhere if if you want to, because they've been out for a while. Uh, good impressions, generally. So we have you. You guys, you guys want to want to do some some have some fun and exterminate demons in heaven. I thought demons uh, they're not supposed to be there. I guess that's in, why we're exterminating heaven? them. We've been lied to. <laughs> Look, I just the, the the game we're talking about is neon white. It's a indie game being published by Annapurna that is sign. a card-based first-person like platform shooter. Ooh, Looks fun. It's insanity. Looks card-based first-person yeah. platform. I really don't have shooter. an idea of what the game actually plays like yet because I don't think they do either. <laughs> well, they clearly no, it do. Looks, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, um, it's like Mirror's Edge, but with like yeah. card RPG combat. It's it's crazy, huh? It's just like it, it's the kind of thing I think. This is the kind of game that's really hard to get a, a hold of and understand until you play it. Is what is the feeling I'm getting? Yeah. I'm also saying like the Switch is the last platform I want to play this game on because <laughs> man, yeah. I want a mouse if I have to aim with that kind of. thing. That that does make Ooh. sense. Yeah, yeah it, it feels like the switch is going to have some struggles and with this, especially if you're using Joy Cons, which the the thumbsticks are just not built for shooters. Especially because indie games tend to have pretty rough auto aim, if any, and this looks yeah. like a game that would need it. So yeah, we'll see when it comes out. Maybe it is like being very designed for Switch, but it looks cool. Uh, the the biggest problem I have with it is that the this direct announcer man. Did like exterminate demons in uh 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 heaven <laughs> when they yeah. showed it? I was like, I is that supposed oh. to? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like they they thought that was an, an important line. Um, they thought they were being so it. clever. I didn't get it. <laughs> I I guess get it's because it? I played Bayonetta and you exterminate demons in heaven and Bayonetta, so I kind of already. Well, it's not like Bayonetta, you know, is a property that that a lot of Nintendo fans. Oh, oh yeah, um, it's also not like in you know any game that involves heaven and hell, you're gonna kill some demons in heaven generally. So, <laughs> really, not unique to Bayonetta. Uh, it's just the the Nintendo comparison I have. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> we saw some Travis touchdown. That's about it. We can move on again. <laughs> Okay. Unless people want it to talk about bonkers. What were you expecting? <laughs> it does look really fun. Uh, the frame rate was yeah. a little iffy, though. I'm still kind of concerned about the frame rate. But yeah, judging by the last two No More Heroes games, that game's gonna be bonkers fun. And they showed some really, really cool like art direction with how the menus looked. Uh, just very bonkers and very No More Heroes. So I'm excited to see what that game is like. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right. 
the HD remaster of Legend of Mana is coming to Switch. Finally, people can play the game. Yeah, I'm excited because I want to play Legend of Mana. And this is like the only place for, to do it. Literally the only place because for, for context, that wasn't even like playable in the West, right? It you could like release. I think you there's a fan translation somewhere. Well yeah, but like <laughs> legit. Of course it's it's a yeah, it's it's an old enough game in in a series that yes, there's yeah. gonna be a fan translation, but it also looks really good. Like that pixel art does. is beautiful. Um those environments especially were just very, very nice. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm sure Brett is also excited for this, being the I, JRPG yeah. nerd. <laughs> At the new, but yes. What are you talking I, about? I'm obviously the JRPG nerd. In this of course. Thing. Look, in we all know the real JRPG nerd. nerd is Alex. So <laughs> <laughs> that of came course. out of nowhere. <laughs> of uh, these are unfounded true. accusations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So some news why it's gonna hate Fall Guys is coming to Switch. Uh, I hate it too. Figured. <laughs> hey, I mean the Switch game. is the perfect platform for Fall Guys. Um, no, 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 no. No platform is perfect for that game because it sucks and no one should play it. Okay. Anyway. Why it just has a personal <laughs> vendetta against the game. It's fun I'm if you're into, into that kind of thing. I want to make it perfectly clear. It is for purely for personal reasons why I don't like that game. It is a perfectly fine game for what it is. With that out of the way, I hate it and it's dumb. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the only concern I have with the Fall Guys port is that when I played Fall Guys on the, the like free PS Plus version, the performance was a little iffy. Um, uh, it's better now, but for the, that first like couple days, it was a little iffy. So I'm concerned about the performance on Switch. I don't know if it was maybe a network thing and not a uh, performance thing, because like the game had tons of players from being PS Plus on release. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Outer Wilds also coming to Switch. Yes, yes, yes. Another really, really good game. Such a good game. Uh, yeah, this is also like a very cozy game for Switch. I think like the the twenty minute loops will work really, really well for definitely the yeah. Switch platform. So if you haven't played that game, uh, don't read about it. Don't do anything. Just go play it. It's really yeah, it's good. It's definitely one of those games. Just go in knowing as little as possible and just you know keep an open mind. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got an announcement of uh, the Famicom Detective Club games are coming to Switch, and I think we're all we were all a little confused about what these games were. Uh, we know they're like Detective Club games, but at the same time, uh, they announced them as if they were a classic franchise, and then didn't like say they were remakes or anything. So they are remakes of a game. <laughs> They were published on the Famicom. Uh, these were legitimate Famicom games, which is wild to think about that they're now getting like these HD remakes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to like these weird Japanese detective games a lot, so I might pick them up at some point, but uh, I'm sure if you're someone who grew up with these games, this would be a more attractive collection. I don't know if anyone else is interested in them at all, but... I've never heard of it before. Doesn't seem like my thing but yeah i not much to say it was what i'm saying <laughs> yeah I mean, it looks interesting see what the reception is and then of course the highlight of the day the absolute highlight of this entire presentation we're getting samurai warriors 5 baby 
<laughs> and it, let me say, I'm excited. I'm excited for this for reasons that are, I think, pretty good. So, Dynasty Warriors Nine, for those of you who don't know, was an open world game that completely flopped because it was bad. Uh, it was not well designed. It was a horrible. They decided to like try and remake the Dynasty Warriors vision into this open world thing. But what people want out of Dynasty Warriors is to run a mission and go kill like three thousand people <laughs> in the span of ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to spend time. Really time. With open world design. Yeah, gathering ingredients and crafting in an open world, and then <laughs> it's just not is not a Dynasty Warriors thing. Um, yeah, I'm also excited because Koei Tecmo has been putting out some phenomenal games recently. Uh, again, Wyatt and I've been playing Age of Calamity, and that game is just a lot of fun Haven't all around. Stop. It, it is like very well designed for a, a Koei Tecmo game. Um, or Warriors game in general. Persona 5 Strikers also just came out, and that game is also phenomenal. Um, legitimately really, really good. So they're on a hot streak right now, and I think they're going to treat their main, one of their two main franchises, being like Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors, with a lot of care after 9 kind of blew up the franchise. So I'm excited to see what this ends up being like and what it plays like once it comes out uh they're also doing a pretty unique art style that like they're they're going that cell not quite cell shaded but um very tunish shading on semi-realistic models uh kind of like a painterly look going on so i'm excited for that there's some some neat looking special moves in there we might finally convert wyatt to a warriors game player uh, I mean, the the process has already started. Yep. I, I I liked Hyrule Warriors just fine, and Age of Calamity is uh, vying to take over my entire life, and so far it's doing a fantastic job. I so, am just hoping they they take the lessons they've learned from Age of Calamity and Persona Strikers to the next mainline, like Koei Tecmo owned property, and do some of those innovations. Because like, man, I want to see like something mimicking the Sheikah Slate or. The skills in Persona Five or Persona Strikers, or even just how they've how they've designed like using the the open world map and then yeah, kind of unlocking new uh, warrior skills and stuff like that. I love the way that was themed around like uh, uh, you know I, I'm, I'm gonna save that for later because yeah, just it's just really really good. They, they've been on a hot streak, so I want to see that. Now I gotta ask everyone: Are you ready to rise to the challenge? Uh, uh, <laughs> because Monster Hunter game. Rise well. is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, okay, I've I've talked about Monster Hunter a few times on this podcast before, so I don't want to go at it again at length until like, the game comes out. Uh, it still looks really good. It's still really fun. There's probably going to be another demo next month. Uh, check it out. That's about uh, all I I'm can gonna, say. I'm going <laughs> to answer your question. I will not rise to the challenge because I'm not a fan of of that series, but have fun <laughs> but so, so the answer is no you should still do it because i'm sure everyone else other than me will like it <laughs> because that's just how this as, as is the goes. case often yep with wyatt um yeah. everyone but him will be enjoying the rise party uh, yes but yeah so from from the perspective of like someone who plays a lot of monster hunter games i would say that the big advantage this game has is the fact that it is much faster than your usual monster hunter game um it still has all the weight of old monster hunters but the the wire bugs and the new mechanics really give you a lot of mobility 
uh, and make the fights feel a lot faster, which is going to mesh pretty well with portable, it being back on a portable console, so that the missions are fast and furious. Uh, excited to see what that comes out like. But speaking of rising to a challenge, there's a new challenger approaching. <laughs> oh my, the segues. <laughs> and no one was happy about it. <sighs> Oh. Just like every other time. Well, you see, it does. Right, it doesn't matter. It if doesn't you're matter happy who it is because yeah. everyone on Twitter is going to be upset about it, no matter what. Dude, it could it be could Goku, have, and yeah, people it, would still be mad. If Goku came there, the people would be mad. It wasn't like Super Saiyan Four Goku, and exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ugh. Yeah. So Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Two are coming to Smash Ultimate. Uh, looks exciting. They're. They got some cool moves they can do. It's like two characters in one. Uh, they're kind of going to that like chic Zelda design from like Brawl and Melee, where they were separate characters or not separate characters, but one character that you like did a special to change between. It kind of seems like what they're doing here. Uh, we won't know until they do a deep dive. They look pretty fun. At the same time, they're more anime sword characters, so people are a little bit uh-huh. miffed about more anime sword characters. <laughs> it's almost like. It's almost like the dev is is a Japanese dev. That's that would be crazy though. Yeah. Okay, would, but but is that wild. but is but is that like an excuse? It's we're not, not saying excuse, it is an excuse. It's not something it has to be an excuse for. That's like saying, oh my god, Street Fighter has well, I mean, and, too and many characters off... that use their hands and feet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, it, like that. It didn't saying that didn't come off the way I wanted. It's just it's a lot of characters that look visually similar. But they don't, you know? though. I mean, I, I think the issue is that there are a lot of characters they could pull from that are possibly have more unique styles that Nintendo would have access to. Because I think it's like three out of this, the already revealed past characters are sword characters. So There's just a lot of swords going around. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I like the exactly. Fire Emblem characters. Well, well yeah, like, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, I don't care either. I'm just, I, I think I'm just trying to, like, uh, empathize with people that are a little upset about it, I guess. Well, I don't have any empathy, to... so. Yeah, yeah I, I would don't. say those people generally are probably just upset it wasn't a, a character they wanted. Not, I think they're using the anime sword as, like, an excuse to get oh, upset. Oh, it wasn't Gino. Oh, <laughs> not again. Oh, it wasn't Gino. Oh. Well, because I'm coming from the perspective of like almost every new character that's been announced, I like just have no uh, feeling one way or another towards their franchise. Or I just never heard of them before, so it's like I don't care either way who it is, unless it's like you know Master Chief or something, which is never going to happen. But oh boy, if it did, <laughs> if it did, I would play the game at all. Yeah, I mean, at least these are characters <laughs> yeah. that are from like a mainline Nintendo franchise with Xenoblade, like. Xenoblade is, is a pretty big Switch franchise. Uh, People love yeah. those games. Yeah. Well, no, it, look, it makes sense. Eventually. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It makes complete sense with that series specifically. I just, I don't know. You know, I'm just going to be quiet now. I, th- I think I think my, my point has been made somewhat. What is it? You don't need to get upset at everything, Wyatt. You don't need to be upset about sword characters What are you, a Smash, Smash player? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is not the anime character I've never heard of. It's a bad franchise. It's overrated. Screw it all. Nintendo sucks. I'm out. You know what else is a, is a bad anime franchise? Uh, Zelda. Oh. Yeah, before we segue to Zelda. Princess. 
<laughs> and from that day forward, 001 was never heard of again. So before we segue to Zelda, which we will segue to in just a moment, uh, I do want to mention, I want to get ahead of the, there's going to be some censorship controversy over the Pyra and Mithra and Smash. I just want to put my two cents in there. They look way better with actual clothing on. So. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So there's, there's already a lot of controversy about. I'm sorry. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. People are getting mad that you're not seeing as much skin on the camera. I mean, why? People got mad that you almost got mad that they were changing a camera angle in Mass Effect. So. Okay, I think, remember, I, we've certainly had I got had mad because I thought it, the censorship was going to go way further than that. And when I realized it was just that, it's like not a big deal. We've still, we just remember, we've still had plenty of controversy about the people who play Smash. Mm. Yeah. So, so for an outline of what's... Looking at their... You know what? Censor away, Nintendo. Go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say, like, at least for me, who I, I maybe maybe I don't pay enough attention to those characters as some other people do for some reason, but I didn't I didn't notice a difference. Yeah, uh, did I. Yeah, so the, the <laughs> well, have you guys played the game? No, not but yet. But that would probably be why. List. So if I ever get a switch, the reason it's noticeable is because Xenoblade 2 is super weird compared to Xenoblade 1 that it has a lot more weird out of place fan service that like kind of kills the mood in some scenes and is just weird like there'll be scenes where things are just like focusing on a character's chest and it'll be like what like i she's saying something important right now but the camera is literally just going right at the chest uh that sounds important <laughs> yep <laughs> and of course their outfits have like tons of skin everywhere they don't look like outfits uh, the Smash stuff, all it does, it closes the chest window on Mithra, and it adds undergarments. It adds tights. Masterpiece. I I don't know. My personal preference is that this these outfits look way more interesting. They're more visually distinct. Uh, they have more design going on because like their outfits in Xenoblade Two are just kind of boring. It's just weird pointy pointy bits everywhere. So. I don't know. I think these yeah, are just but, better yeah, but in general. Ryan, Ryan, they're 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 tarnishing the the visual masterpiece of of the source material. How look what I legitimately want. I want them. I want Xenoblade Two to take these outfits and put them in Xenoblade Two because they're better. <laughs> but Ryan, this is heresy. This is heresy speak. <sighs> All right, we're moving on from the weeb trash. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Nintendo presentation. It's nothing but that. Back to know. more weeb <laughs> trash. Uh, we're taking to the skies in Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. So we did get a Zelda announcement. They didn't specifically really go at it from the, the like 35th anniversary point of view for Zelda, which is odd considering that like the 35th anniversary of Zelda is basically right now. It is, I think, this week. So a little odd that they're not really acknowledging that. I think Skyward they're saving their, their the, I think they're the, saving their big Zelda stuff for, yeah, for like switch. a dedicated presentation, most likely. To, to be like. honest, my bet would be that COVID probably put a wrench in their plans. Mm. Well, there's that as well. Um so I, I am iffy on a full C a Zelda presentation. I think it could be that Skyward Sword is what we get. And I'm not that I'm not that upset if that's what we the only thing we get, because like I want to play that game. I wasn't able to. Before, I think so. for for this year, I want one of two things. I'm not asking for both. I'm asking for one, a some sort of Zelda collection in the vein of like Mario All Star Collection, or Breath of the Wild Two. I think one of those, and I would be fine. 
in terms of like this year, right? I also kind of agree. You do need one of yeah. those, otherwise, like, because I uh, yeah, Mario Mario's the the big man or whatever, and like he's fine and good, but like for a lot of people, Zelda's just way. I mean, Zelda sold the Switch. Arts. Like Breath of the Wild it's, is yeah, the game literally. that sold the Switch. The Switch would not be what it is if that game had not come out. And, <laughs> yeah. and barring barring Metroid, Zelda is the big property now that has a lot of. Uh, pretty important titles that are not you know playable able to be played on modern consoles yeah yeah and as someone who's like relatively new to zelda as a franchise i'm almost more excited for some sort of collection than like breath of the wild 2 if i'm being honest because i don't have the hardware to play most zelda games and i would just be Almost more, yeah. Almost more excited for some kind of collection where I could. Because really like get the the, the real shame is that the the best versions of a couple of the Zelda games, Majora's and Ocarina, are locked to 3DS. So you, yeah. you have to make the choice between like playing on a, a television screen with a Nintendo 64 or emulation, or playing on your tiny 3DS screen <laughs> with um the the upgrades. So or for or for buying a Wii U if you want to do like Wind Waker HD or something like that. And I mean Wii U at least is is a console that's not terribly expensive to acquire either they didn't no. sell too well. Why. So no, but outside of playing Wind Waker HD, I have 110% no interest Yeah, in but at least what I'm saying is at least Wind Waker HD has the option to be played on a screen, right? Whereas like yeah. the 3DS games, you can't do that. Uh, even emulation for them is spotty. So I I, I would really want to see some like I would love a collection that's just like the classic versions of like uh, do a remix of um, the old school when the Zelda promotional disc came out with Ocarina of Time and Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Just do like Oracle of Ages and Seasons on it on a it's like the Mario All Stars collection Zelda All Stars. Oracle of Ages and Seasons, Ocarina and Medoras. You got your your masterpiece collection right there. Yeah. Well, you could also, if you wanted to, like split it up by like 2D and 3D or something like that. You know. Yeah, I don't don't think they would do that because I get the sense because Twilight Princess and Wind Waker just got uh, updated for the Wii U, they would sell those as full price or at least like forty dollar releases on their own. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time on Zelda, so I want to get us moving on until at least more Zelda games are out that we can talk about, uh, and talk about some, some new stuff we saw. So we saw a wonderfully named project from Square Enix called Project Triangle Strategy. It just rolls right oh. off the tongue. I, I love this. I just love that that's the name they went with. Um, I, it's so just cool. I'm shocked Ooh. this wasn't made by Goop. <laughs> I mean, it's it's made by <laughs> it. It is the make, second game. I will game. personally make sure Goop never dies. You mean Goo? You mean Goo? Oh or no! You, you Gwyneth, failed. Gwyneth you Paltrow. Failed. Goop. Because Goo is the game company. Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow. God <laughs> no! I mean Goo. Yep. All right. Careless for Goop. I was. Goo will never die. Anything. Uh, yeah, so Project Triangle Strategy, second HD 2D game from Square Enix. Uh, Octopath Traveler was the last one. And, you know, what makes me nervous here is that Octopath Traveler became the name of Octopath Traveler. At least that, like, kind of sounds like a proper name. Triangle Strategy, though, I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't see myself buying a game called Triangle Strategy. 
Well, you said that's the, the code name for it, right? Or is that the actual It's game the name? project name, but for Octopath Traveler, it was called Project Octopath Traveler before it just became Octopath Traveler and oh. then released. So this might just become Triangle Strategy. <laughs> I just want to see what, like, Googling that would look like. Like, <laughs> if you want to find the game, you have to Google Triangle Strategy and you come up with, like, a bunch of ge geometry <laughs> results. That'd be great. Um... Uh, yeah, so it's a tactics RPG, not a JRPG in the traditional style. Uh, it looks pretty cool from what they showed. It, of course, looks great because it's the HD2D engine, aside from the weird bloom filter. Like, Wyatt and I both had a problem with that. So yeah. It just, like, just, dulls the colors a lot and washes it out. Yeah, it, it just has a, like, because of that, it just feels like it has a really gross, like, color palette that I'm not a huge fan of. And I'm sure the color palette itself isn't the problem. It's just what that filter makes it look like is just not. Yeah, it looks like over excessive bloom is is just washing the colors to it a just weird looks, gray. It looks like a really bad Instagram filter. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> like tuned up to 100% on the little bar. Like it's just not flattering. <laughs> I mean, aside from that, the game looks great. It's taking kind of after three houses uh, in that it's based on like three warring factions that you have to kind of manage and do some politics between uh, the big central conceit of this is the conviction system where you have the scales of justice that you weigh and vote on <laughs> and you have to like convince oh. people to join your side to like vote on outcomes. That's the corniest name for anything I've ever heard. In I love it though. Like what do you mean that's I a metal as hell. So I'm so down for that. <laughs> I'm easy I don't to please. Know. Sounds goofy, but I'm here for it. That sounds great. <laughs> I, I like video games that accept that they're goofy, and Triangle Strategy is definitely doing that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I, I like tactics games in general, and this looks to be a solid tactics game that looks really good uh, and has some interesting twists, so I want to see it. I want to I play it. But you know what else I want to play? I'll play some golf, and with Mario oh. Golf... Coming back, we have the option to play Mario Golf Super Rush in the future. You can also run. Yeah, you in can Mario run. Mario Golf. You can play speed golf. Why walk when you can run Spot. in Mario Golf? Like speed golf is actually pretty fun. I've played it in a hundred foot robot golf <laughs> before. Oh yes, the classic. The I classic hundred foot robot golf <laughs> <laughs> with uh, speed mode, where you essentially instead of counting strokes, it's just whoever hits gets into the hole the fastest by running around and hitting the ball. Uh, does stroke count doesn't matter. Just, and... like they Just like they taught you in health class. Exactly. You know, seems like a good party game. Ooh, uh, <laughs> it also has a story mode where you play as a me. Uh, you know. Mm. Not a it. character of any consequence. <laughs> yeah. They can die and no one would feel anything. Not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah, that's no that's you. the big thing to me. I don't know. I would be okay with the playing as a me if this was the 3DS where Mies were like in the system and used for a lot of stuff. Like the Switch doesn't have Mies in most things. We are so, past that point. Yeah, it it feels like it is not as uh interesting as it could be. 
we yeah. have evolved past Mies. They'll just never be as cool as Xbox avatars, okay? Oh god, at least they're Let's not just bad. Accept oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> this looks so bad. Yep. Alright. So we'll talk more about Mario Golf whenever it's closer to release because we don't have a ton of details yet. Uh it just looks it looks very good if you're into Mario Golf games, uh, Mario Sports, which a lot of people are. So this looks like a return to form if if strikers or tennis aces is anything to go by. So, yeah, I'd be excited if you are into Mario Sports. Moving on to our last Nintendo announcement, we got Splatoon 3. Oh, wild. The weirdest well, then. Uh, way to reveal a Splatoon game. It I've looked open seen. world. It, it looked open world. Yeah. Uh, it the whole beginning section in the desert had nothing to do with anything. It was oh, actually, why odd. Actually, it does. So oh, that wrong. that oh, sequence okay. was masterful, but no one realized it because none of us are like master Splatoon players or Splatoon fans. They are gonna dry up in the desert. So for people that play Splatoon two <laughs> a lot, they likely know the final new Splatfest the game had was the Splatfest oh. Order versus Chaos. Oh, Chaos won, and the developers said the winner of that Splatfest would influence the plot of the next game. I see. That's what that was showing. <laughs> I see. We're now okay, playing I a Splatoon where Chaos has won because by in the lore of Splatoon, which there is Splatoon lore, the <laughs> winner of the Splatfest is legally written in as being better than the loser. Oh. And entropy has won. <laughs> entropy has should. won again. Second law of thermodynamics has <laughs> has won. So yeah, Splatoon uh, three is t going full tilt on the chaos route. Uh, it is looking to be an incremental expansion of two, essentially, like like two was to one. Mm. It's taking a Splatoon formula and just making it, refining it, and adding more things. Uh, it'll likely probably have a single-player campaign because Splatoon 2 has a startlingly good single-player campaign. Like, startlingly good. <laughs> has no right being as good as it is, but... I mean, it's Nintendo. It's it has every right really to be good. as good as it and is. And a really lore-heavy <laughs> DLC as well. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it's Monolith Soft. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be, but it is for some reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm excited for this. Uh, not coming till 2022, so still a ways off. Uh, I think as shown, like, this game couldn't have started writing development, at least until after the final Splatfest of uh, Splatoon 2, which was, I think, two years ago at the most. So, yeah, uh, it is shaping up to be really cool. There's a bow and arrow now. <laughs> That's pretty much all the updates. You could take your spawn from what it looked like. You get, like, a little buddy <laughs> who follows you, you around do. and has beady eyes. You do get a little man. But yeah, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. We'll see what it's like when it comes out because it's still quite a ways off. I can't wait to play the game and suck at it and then realize I'm yelling at five-year-olds the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're probably yelling at other, like, 20-somethings playing Splatoon and getting mad. That... Who also think they're yelling at five-year-olds even though they're yelling at each other. <laughs> it's actually why he just gets matched with three clones of himself. <laughs> God, that's that's the worst. That's that's the darkest. That's the most evil timeline right there. All right. Bad so we'll get ready because it's chaos. It's time <laughs> they won to accept chaos and move on to BlizzCon line. 
I mean, it's it's a post twenty twenty world. We've all accepted chaos. Well, yeah, it's chaos is just daily routine. So <laughs> chaos is order now. What's the difference? <laughs> All right. The new normal. All right, Joker. So again, we're gonna kind of go in like reverse order of the, uh, the the interest in these things that they've talked about because I think we'll have a lot to talk about a few things, but not as much for others because I don't think any of us play WoW. Nope. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I have in the past, and you know, Shadowlands really not bringing me back. I'm, I'm a 14 boy now, so yeah, that's that's going on. But betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, these updates look cool for a while. It, you're getting some more new like balance changes and whatnot for Shadowlands. Uh, WoW Classic is getting Burning Crusade, which is a big deal because that expansion was apparently super good. Uh, it was before my time. I love how <laughs> they're going to update WoW Classic to the point where it isn't WoW Classic, and they're going to come out with a WoW Classic Classic. Well, because the thing is, why I actually do know this, is that they're giving you a choice to whether or not you want to bring your character to the expansion or not, so you can keep it in classic, classic WoW. Oh, okay. Hey, I like that they're giving people the option. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Because I think WoW Classic is definitely just something that, that's going to live and die by it being very faithful to the yeah. intent of the experience of the original. Not the experience of the original, but the intent of it. Uh, and they actually talk about that in the deep dive a little bit. They talked about how the goal of WoW Classic isn't to be exactly what WoW Classic originally was. The goal is to essentially reinvigorate the feelings that the players would have had in that content by by making things follow like a similar patch schedule and removing a lot of the conveniences, um, but not a lot of the technical advancements. So it's stuff like now there there's support for some more cool graphical effects in, in Burning Crusade because... Like, why would they go back to the old graphics engine? Like, stuff like that, where it's it doesn't make sense for them to just get rid of modern technology. <laughs> but uh, they are still keeping their classic stuff. All right. Uh, we got some Hearthstone updates. Okay. Moving on. Yep. Mo- moving on. If you and play to be Hearthstone. Clear, I really like Hearthstone. I just stopped playing a while ago. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a game that throws away your your progress very frequently so yeah i don't know a lot of card games are like that but uh, hearthstone in particular is very quick moving with what its core sets are and super hard to play as a free player so uh all right we got a blizzard arcade collection this is pretty neat uh it's dropping yeah i think it dropped today actually uh, I believe it just released at when they did the announcement. So it's a collection of Blackthorn, Last Lost Vikings, and Rock and Roll Racing. Black rock Thorn and Roll, is a cool game. <laughs> rock and Roll Racing is one of the most fun, like old school racers there is. Like weird top down isometric, um, like battle racer. <laughs> I don't know. These are all very fun games that haven't really been able to be played in a lot. So it's cool that we're getting this collection. Blackthorn, I'm just going to say, Blackthorn is, is a really cool game. <laughs> yeah, I want to play it because I never got the chance it's to. So, so It is so 80s. It is like 80s just just all mashed into one game. It's it's kind of incredible. Yep. I love it so much. All right. So Diablo 4. Hmm. Diablo 4 is a game that I actually have a lot of interest in, but really don't care to talk about very much yet because we still don't know much. Uh, the one big update to add to both Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 is that neither is coming in 2021. They are both 2022 or beyond projects. 
So mm-hmm. we have a lot of information about both. A lot of it's probably subject to change that we won't talk about. Like Diablo Four is is getting uh, some interesting PvP stuff. Uh, the the note of interest here is that the rogue class was confirmed for Diablo Four, which I believe was not in three. Uh, it's been a little while since I played three, but I don't recall there being a rogue. And the closest was the demon hunter, and it, they look fun. So Diablo Four is shaping up to be pretty cool. I don't know. I'm still not convinced it's going to overtake. Like especially Path of Exile now is still a juggernaut with Path of Exile 2 coming out in the immediate horizon. Uh, I, I'm a little skeptical that Diablo 4 is going to fill the need that it, it's trying to. But I hope it does, because I like Diablo. So, Any other notes on Diablo 4 that people want to add? Uh, nope, I don't play Diablo, so... <laughs> Ear, ears were also confirmed. That's a pretty oh, important yeah. thing to just leave out like uh, that. that, was, that I'm was sorry, gross. I'm sorry. That was really gross. All right. That made that made me that made me throw up a little bit. Not even gonna lie, that was really gross. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're gonna move on to Overwatch because Overwatch go. had some cool stuff. Two or one? Two. Yes. Two. Um, so I was not interested. In before we two before we start talking about Overwatch <laughs> two. <laughs> okay. What? What are you gonna talk about Overwatch two? Uh, no, no. You know what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm gonna say go the the one kind of confirmation we've gotten is that Overwatch One is basically done at this point. Yes, it is. They're they're still gonna be updating like balance and, and general uh, esports related fixings, <laughs> essentially, uh, and maintaining the game until two launches. But this is basically confirmation that like the team is fully working on Overwatch Two. Uh, Overwatch One is is not gonna be getting like new events or anything. Between now and two, most likely they haven't like explicitly said that, but Overwatch One has not gotten updates in a long time, uh, and I don't see why that would start now, especially with all the detail in Overwatch Two. All right, Wyatt, continue. Um, I uh, was not looking forward to Overwatch Two. I just kind of memed on it because it felt like a really flimsy excuse to like make a second game, especially if the first game was going to be supported with so much of the content. Because they introduced it as a flimsy excuse. Like that, their presentation was essentially, this is Overwatch, but again. (laughs) Yeah. um, But this presentation really changed my mind. And now I'm actually really excited. (laughs) What I don't get, I guess they did their job. For some reason, they took Overwatch two out of the keynote (laughs) and didn't show anything in the keynote about it. So, like the big main presentation didn't show anything Overwatch Two related. It was all in the, the like deep dive, and yeah. yeah. So a general outline yeah. of what's getting added, and then we'll kind of hit these piece by piece. Because I, I think most of us have had experience playing Overwatch, um, to a degree, or at least first person shooters. And some of the stuff is really cool. Uh, most of this is about the PVE side of things. So yeah, we don't really have any yeah. PVP updates, but PVE side of things. There are they're aiming to have like hundreds of different missions essentially that that can be randomly generated, which sounds cool in theory. Um, I want to make I want them to not make it suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is always hard with like random gen board mode missions. They might just not be good. Uh, but it, it, I have some major confidence in the Overwatch team because like Overwatch One is still a super solidly designed game. Uh, so yeah, we're we're yeah. getting a lot of we got some looks at new mini bosses, uh updates to PvE stuff, including some new skill trees. 
Right. Yeah, that yeah. was the most interesting. It kind of reminded me of Paladins, actually, <laughs> which is... I honestly think, like, when I see the skill tree screen, the closest comparison I think of is Borderlands. Because it's, like, the three trees yeah. next to each other, and they're about the size of Borderlands skill trees, but... Yeah, I think I think in terms of, like, how, how they look and how they function, they seem kind of similar to, to Borderlands, but I just, I remember when, you know, it was, like, Overwatch and Paladins first came out, and it was, like people trying to spot the difference between the two and paladins always yeah. had that unique aspect of like being able to customize your hero to have them you know have a slightly different build going into a, a game and important to note here these are pve only skill trees these are not pvp yes so yes. that they, that be means they can get kind of crazy fun. with what they do oh yeah I which mean, is I mean, a lot more examples, fun <laughs> some of the examples like uh they were talking about like um the snowplow uh, build the snow, yeah, the snowplow build, uh, like uh, Junkrat can have, t can like dual wield grenade launchers, just insane, cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, for reference, the snowplow build is a uh, Soldier seventy six has a modifier to his healing uh, stim, where he places it around himself and it pushes enemies away, so you can just like run into a group of enemies and push them everywhere. Uh, just fun stuff like that. So I'm excited to see what this this PVE stuff is like. I I'm yeah. always a fan of PVE shooters, especially in PVP games that are like you can kind of take some progress back and forth of like probably skins and whatnot. And I always felt like um whenever they did have the occasional PVE content in in Overwatch, I always had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it, so I'm glad that they're really focusing yeah. on it more because I always felt like it had a lot of potential and it just seems like with, you know, with the skill trees, the kind of randomized content what they're doing with the story, I think they're really it's not, you know, like a, uh, it's it's not like an afterthought. It really feels like they're putting in the effort, which is good to see. Yep. Uh, so the one thing I want to bring up as kind of a concern is that they've talked a lot about how you're fighting Null Sector, which is just a bunch of robots. <laughs> That's yeah, my biggest not the concern. Most interesting, not the most interesting. I will say that they spent a lot of time talking about the different enemy types that they're adding. Yeah, um, and which they are cool. Really, really interesting, cool, like cool, and I loved the designs uh, for for all of them. But robots, yeah, are not the most interesting thing to fight. Like robots can be super cool, but I think that the thing that's more than robots is just right now it seems like it's one enemy faction. Yeah, and that's a little bit concerning just from like a longevity standpoint. Of even like horde yeah. mode shooters will aim for like two to three factions of some kind because that keeps you can at least rotate to a different faction when you want to have some variation in what you're doing, especially because a lot of these missions are going to take place on the multiplayer maps just in, in a PvE mode. So you're going to be seeing a lot of the same maps, a lot of the same stuff. Uh, and I think fighting a bunch of null sector robots that don't like have personality uh, is going to get old probably a lot quicker than they're giving it credit for right now. Uh, so I, I'm really hoping they come up with some solutions to that. Now, my, my question is, because I'm not caught up on, on Overwatch lore, um, aren't, aren't Overwatch, aren't they fighting Talon? Isn't that like their rival? Like There's a bunch of stuff. Talon something? is the rival group that's like in the game and playable as characters. Um, so like, like Reaper is a Talon character. Because so I don't think they've, they've talked about Talon at all in terms of like the the, the story mode. We don't know much about the story mode to begin with. Like they really haven't yeah. told us much. Yeah. Uh, 
I think people are generally going off of like visual cues of the maps and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm that's, hoping that's my that uh, that's my biggest thing is like I'm not someone who you know keeps up with like the comics and and the the continuing story. So will it make no sense to people like me who just haven't uh, experienced that before? That's one question that I have. But yeah, I'm ho I'm hoping they address that. I I want there to be some interesting reason to keep playing. So. And Blizzard is good at that because, like, especially old WoW expansions were the best in the biz for keeping people around year after year. So if they can capture a bit of that magic in Overwatch, I'd be excited. But at the same time, like, WoW has had some issues with that recently. Uh, they don't have a lot of ongoing content games right now. I don't think they have any aside from WoW and Hearthstone, but Hearthstone is just, like, clinging to that dedicated fan base as hard as possible. And really not trying to let anyone new in, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they've got a plan for Overwatch. Um, I did also like just some of the smaller things they were really just talking about, um, just Im improving like overall feedback. So they're talking about like tweaking animations and like punching up like weapon sound effects and and that kind of thing, and just kind of uh, hearing the examples they were giving and stuff. It, it sounded a lot more like punchy which i like because i always felt like some of the sound design for some of the weapons felt a little like uh weak <laughs> um and so it was nice to see that they're adding a bit more like oomph to the to the sound design as well yeah and they're adding a lot of really cool systems for the the pve enemies where they'll react to like if you shoot one it'll kind of like um get trampled into others if you hit it with a strong enough projectile and there'll be like a a, a, a crowd reaction going on uh, some cool like enemy AI stuff, but a lot of that is like very deep divey. So probably not the average person is going to be that interested in that, but definitely cool looking things for their new PVE stuff. Another interesting point they were talking about, uh, depending on which heroes you bring to a uh, like a story mission, the the dialogue will change, which is a really nice uh, touch. And I don't think I my brain wants to get really excited and think that they're talking about like possibly some kind of branching story. I don't think that's what they were talking about, but like, I don't know. I was, I was uh daydreaming that, uh, that aspect a little bit and it was, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's still pretty exciting though. That... All right. Yeah. So I think that'll wrap up overwatch two for now. Uh, we'll definitely talk more about it as it gets closer to release, but again, 2022 at the earliest. So, mm -hmm. uh, but they, Blizzard did announce they have something coming out this year, something that a lot of people have been looking forward to, and that is Diablo 2 Resurrected. So I don't oh, know I who here... Diablo Immortal. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's how I was laughing. <laughs> uh, so I don't think anyone here has played Diablo 2. No. No. All right. So Diablo 2 is kind of the grandpappy of... ARPGs in that it established most of the conventions that pretty much every ARPG is still uh, keeping. So seeing Diablo 2 resurrected and looking good is really refreshing because like Diablo 2 is still actively played by tons of people. Like in this Great. game is super old. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, it it had so much longevity that it is still going around. Um, and it looks like there are a lot of reasons to be excited right now. So, Vicarious Visions, 
of course, the developers behind the awesome Crash and Tony Hawk's remakes are handling most of this. And those guys have a very, very good track record. Uh, and I would be very surprised if they allowed themselves to be attached to a project that's not doing great. So <laughs> I, I'm hoping that this comes out at least as a good remake of Diablo 2. Uh, they've also talked a lot about trying to retain a lot of the original design decisions and whatnot and just like modernizing things so that they are more fun and uh, more unique consistently. So that's stuff like they're, they're all staying very similar to the original art style. But now, because uh, Diablo 2 came out before things like unique weapons and items having different appearances on your character was really a thing. Uh, unique weapons and items will now have different appearances on your characters. <laughs> so it's like wild to think that it wasn't in the game to begin with, um, but it, it was old enough that that's not really something that was done much at the time. So now it's getting like all the quality of life stuff from Diablo 3 uh, added in with none of the like design decisions that made Diablo 3 aimed at a different audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like it'll kind of coexist peacefully with Diablo 4, which is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> both of these games are like coming out around the same time uh, but yeah it, it's definitely a good jumping in point for anyone that wants to see like what the hype about Diablo 2 originally was this will be a great way to re-experience that or not re-experience to experience that for the first time in a game that is a lot more modern but yeah now, as, as good as it looks currently and the fact that it is Vicarious Visions that's working on it I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to be uh, burned twice in a row <laughs> from a Blizzard remake. Now, again, it's a different team, and I and I understand that. But it was watching that that part of the presentation. It was really difficult for me, at least, to like not think about uh, Warcraft Three while yeah. they were they were presenting it. <laughs> I mean, the I, nice. Uh, go ahead, Brett. I was I was just gonna say. I know I know not everyone knows a guy. But in this case, I do I do know a few people uh, that will that have said that they are going to like the end of the earth so that that does not happen. Wyatt. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. got a lot of faith in Vicarious about this. Uh... No, no, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a difference to you. I I don't think it's going to be the same situation, but I think it's it's going to be difficult for people to not think about it like have there, it in their mind. you know what i'm there saying are people that i know that will literally hurt themselves if they let it become like that so they they are like I don't know, and I sure have that faith. they do a good job but i'm just saying from a consumer perspective no, no yeah, i totally. honestly think yeah. if if diablo 2 resurrected ends out coming ends up coming out awful in the state that warcraft 3 reforged was and still kind of is that would kill blizzard's reputation i think that is like the last straw that blizzard can afford right now at, at um, least for people that are already like big, like like people who have been like long time Blizzard yeah. like fans, like yeah, that would be probably because like it. Warcraft Three was that. a big game. Diablo Two is like the father of a genre. Yeah, <laughs> if they mess this up, man, there's going to be some heavy fallout. It's the end. That's over. It's it. Yeah, I, I literally <laughs> think really would win. if Diablo Nothing could bring them back. To that, if this really. comes back bad, Diablo Four first of all is going to sell like trash. Um because it'll kill their reputation. And that will probably kill Blizzard ever having any chance of making another ARPG and having it su succeed. Uh, yeah, they really, so yeah. really need a win 
right now. <laughs> and I think this will be a win. Like, there's already signs that this is a lot better because, uh, guess what? Guess what? What what a feature this this is gonna have? That's really interesting. It's coming out on every major platform, and I do mean every single one of them: PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. It also will have cross progression. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My god, Hello. we're finally in 2021! Games we are finally, doing the thing that yeah. they should all be doing! This is yeah, the next really. gen. <laughs> We've made it's, it. Incredible. It is <laughs> remakes of old games with cross-progression. <laughs> or just games with cross-progression in general. Like, there are yep. games that are new that come out that are multiplayer and don't have it. Or cross-play. I mean, most of them come yeah. out and don't have it. Uh <laughs> So yeah, th that's already a good Call of Duty sign. As like the the uh, the uh, go to for crossplay, which just makes me feel disgusting. But yeah. you know, here we are. <laughs> and yeah, the another reassuring thing about this is that the game is going into a tech alpha now. So it is already uh, playable by people, by human people with hands. So. <laughs> That is refreshing to see as well, because sometimes that's too much to ask for, like in the case of Warcraft 3. So, yeah, there's a I don't lot know. less. Uh, Very hopeful about uh, this. There's a lot less hiding from the public going on here, which immediately instills a lot of uh, confidence. Yeah. Um, and they're also like, there's a few things as well that are a little bit more uh, cost heavy in that they are saying they're going to remake all the cutscenes in the game. However, there's only like 20 something minutes of cutscenes, 20 30 minutes of cutscenes in this game. <laughs> I, I see like YouTube videos recommended for me like, "Oh, yeah, the the this this like the Legend of Dragoon movie or whatever where it's like every like like hours and hours of cutscenes and then yep. it's like we've remade all 17 minutes and 58 seconds of cutscenes." <laughs> and it's like you, you don't have to like it you could just you could just say it. You don't have to make it like a big issue. So yeah, I am uh, glad that we're going to be getting like 30 minutes of new cutscene. Not new cutscene, but redone cutscenes? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, that'll be the signifier if this game's bad or not, I think, because with Warcraft 3 Reforged, that was the thing they promised that they didn't do. Uh, they said they were remaking the cutscenes and whatnot, and then that did not happen. Um, yeah, it so just blatantly just did not happen like it's not yeah. even like a disputable point it it, it did not happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> like th there were no new cutscenes uh so if this comes out and the cutscenes are new well they've already got quite a leg up so right. yeah uh that, that's most of the uh, diablo 2 talk the only thing i would be a little concerned about is mod support i i think blizzard has kind of moved away from mod support recently which is a shame because Diablo 2's mods are some of the most bonkers in existence. Like, Diablo 2 <laughs> has a huge modding scene. Um, not quite as big as Warcraft 3 Reforged did, because you could do a little bit more in that engine, but Diablo 2 itself still has, like, tons of different mods that add, like, entirely new storylines and whatnot. Um, so I would hope they try to integrate some form of modding support into the game that does not have a license that allows people to own whatever you make with it and like Blizzard to republish it without credit. <laughs> Just like the weird stuff that Warcraft 3 Reforged did. Um, that's like super anti-consumer. So hopefully this launches with some form of modding support 
or comes out with some form of modding support after launch that isn't like that. Yeah, I, I would love to see what people could do in the new engine with cool stuff. But even then, like at least in this case, this game is a lot better of a foundation to build on than Reforged was. So if it doesn't have mod support, the game will still be really good. It just doesn't have mod support. All right, any other BlizzCon stuff we want to talk about? I think we covered most of it. Uh, Metallica, but not... What? <laughs> Metallica played, but the official uh, Twitch game stream, because Twitch uh, just played um, 8-bit folk music over it instead so that they didn't... Uh, DMCA themselves. Oh my god. <laughs> it's really oh. funny to see these guys absolutely shredding and then just have some nice like just ambient ape it more like over it. more like enter copyright strike. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't know no, if you can We hear can't me hum clapping, it. We can't but... hum it. Oh, why? Yeah. We really can't we're, we're, yeah, we can't do anything. We're live. We we are beholden to the Twitch copyright strike gods, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I guess I'm I'm banned now. Oh no! Yeah. Go on, guy here. You get like six seconds or something like that. <laughs> okay. And then you well, get that was like banned. that was like a millisecond, so we're fine. Yeah, we're. Good. I know it, it was. It it sounded just like Enter Sandman, so I I understand that it would get taken down immediately. Of course. It was too beautiful for this world. All right. I know. It may have been really, really great. Look, it may have been a really, really great cover, but we would have gotten copyright <laughs> stake. So nothing else matters. <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. All right. So we, we've talked about our, our major conference announcements. There's one, like, non-conference-related announcement that happened. No Man's Sky is getting another update, and you can have pets this time. Pretty cool. We talked yeah, about No Man's I Sky mean, before. Go play game. it. <laughs> totally worth playing now. Um, with every update, it just gets better. Um, Honestly, with with all the stuff that they had added, I thought pets were already a thing in it. You can. It was. It was like you could have mounts, or like you could ride certain alien creatures. But now it's like you can keep them as pets, ah, which is not the same as having a pet. My mini schnauzer can attest to that. They. Yep. <laughs> they even had a an update where like you could fly around ships that were just basically living creatures it was Ooh. a weird update but yeah there's now like pets you can equip with things and they will like help you mine rocks <laughs> so you can make your rock mining journey easier <laughs> all right that's our announcements that's pretty much it for actual game related announcements this week it was a aside from the major conferences a pretty slow week which i guess means it wasn't a slow week so, <laughs> why and I've been talking a lot. So I want to hear from Alex and Brett. What have you guys been playing this week? I don't play video games anymore. <laughs> I stopped. Which is why he's the perfect candidate to have on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless unless you want to go first, Alex, I can go. Um. I, I have like a small smattering of things, I guess. A small smattering. Though well, why I, don't you smatter us with splash. those things, Alex? A oh God! Oh, uh, a spread. Now that you put it like that. <laughs> um, Look, really all, right in the line all, I'm, all, all I'm talking about is goo. I mean, <laughs> exclamation oh. point! You want to be oh, smattered Lord. with goo, Ryan? 
exclamation point. Goo exclamation point. If it was still around, I would want to be smattered with goo products. To be clear, we are talking about a uh, video game company. Yes, that that's is, why that it's goo exactly exclamation what, point. That is exactly what we are. I'm just being 100% clear. Uh, you could say you were being explicit. Oh. Oh. Huh. All right, Alex, stop <laughs> us now. <laughs> okay. Um, so what little free time I have had this week that hasn't been taken up by work or health stuff. Um, I've played... Um, I've been consciously staying away from Destiny 2 because I just Good need man. a break from that. Good mm. for you. <laughs> um, I'm so proud uh, of you. That being said, I've been playing a, a smattering of uh, some some Warframe, getting back into that a little bit. Joining the um, brigade. Noida, I believe it's pronounced. Ooh, yes. A very nice uh, pixel sim game where you play as a wizard and there's a bunch of uh, wands you can collect with cool spells that you can mix and match, and it's just it, it it's kooky, crazy pixel fun. Um, and then I, I quote unquote bought uh, it, it was free, so I got Hell Talker, and I haven't tried that out yet. Oh, Hell Taker, Hell Taker, Hell. Um, let me see. I believe it's Hell Taker. Yeah, it's no, the, yeah, the it's game Helltaker. that took the world by storm for like a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that yet. I've been meaning to. But... It's a cute little puzzle game. Yeah. Oh, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Some neat yeah. art. Yeah. I just saw I some of the, the art. art it seemed vaguely Skullgirls-ish, which I, I like that Definitely. style, but I know literally nothing about it. So. Yeah, I just keep seeing art of, of Helltaker pop up on like Twitter and whatnot and get vaguely reminded that maybe I should try it out at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh I don't know, I, I also like, you're playing Noida. Noida's a great game. Very, very cool, roguelike uh, procedural explosion simulator. It is really quick to play, too. Like, five minutes usually is how long I last. Yeah, I definitely recommend if you haven't tried turning on the setting that allows for starting classes. Uh, classes? Yeah, so the game actually has like oh, a bunch of built-ins. No, it's, it's built into the game. Um, you can get mods that add more, but the game has some starting classes that you can make it randomly choose your loadout based on one of them. Ooh. So it'll give you a little bit more varied runs because you'll start with like this one that's like an eldritch mage where your your spam attack is a uh, like a giant tentacle gets summoned out of the ether and smacks your enemies. Um, I just want to be completely kitted out with magic missile, and that's yep. all I use. <laughs> and then there's like a fire mage that runs around and, and can shoot fireballs. Uh, lots of cool stuff in that game. Definitely a really cool like indie project. And I think everyone here already knows Brett and I's opinion on Warframe. So, yeah, fun game. Uh, so good. Time consuming, but fun. Very time consuming. <laughs> Look, I, I just got my Stalta, so I still don't have enough uh, materials to get those wings for the for the um, Valentine's Day event. Oh. So. You got time though. You got like a few Do weeks. I? Yeah. Oh, I thought I only had twelve days at first when I... Warframe's got no, some some long events. They don't tend to shorten events. Uh yeah, so Brett, what's been up in your world? Does anyone here know what dot hack is? Oh my god. <laughs> Not a clue. 
Um, Enlighten me. Brett, you so, just said you just said my my Russian trigger face phrase. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Brian has become a sleeper agent. Entropy really has taken hold. You talking? You talking to me about dot hack gu last recode? <laughs> no, no, we're going all the way back. The first one dot hack infection Ooh. I have for the PS2 that because I healthy. the the uh. Well, yes, it's it's. I'm in hospital uh, right now, but um, I should. It's only like a twenty-hour game, so I should be out soon. Is um, it? <laughs> but uh, I, I, from what I understand, uh, GU and therefore GU last recode takes place after the. the I believe so. The the quadrology, the tetralogy, the four. Yeah, GU um, last recode is just the one that's like available to play on modern things right now. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what the gameplay of GU is, but I'm playing the first round now, and I'm just like, how did this one not also get any sort of like remaster report? Because it's it's completely single player. It's it's kind of like a it's ARPG ish, but you just it's kind of like a little bit like Final Fantasy XII in that it's like a single player MMO basically, which is exactly what it is. Um, and to the point where the game takes place inside of like like you start the game up and you are in like the most early 2000s browser you have ever seen yep. and you go on your desktop screen and you check your email and you get emails from the other characters that are your friends and oh. then you go to start up the definitely real MMO called The World and it you is you to exactly the, the same <laughs> it's like it's it's oh, kind of trippy. adorable and also really cool at the same time how well they captured what an MMO like still kind of is as as someone like me who doesn't really play them but has has watched a lot of like friends play them it it, it seems like one to one um and this is I think the original one came out like early 2000s yeah super early 2000s and like by that point at least for Japan there was like Final Fantasy 11 and Fantasy Star. Uh, those two, and yeah. those were your MMOs. And so the fact that they replicated it like perfectly is insane. And it was like because they have they have the the hub the hub town the hub server. Um, and I'm just like walking around buying items and stuff. And they have other AI characters running around as if they're like players. And so I'm just sitting here, and like ten of them are stacking up, like clipping through each other as if they're buying items. I'm just like. Oh yeah, that that's just what people do. Yep. <laughs> oh wait, these aren't these are not real people. <laughs> like I actually had a moment where I had to like snap back to reality and be like, these people aren't real. This is these are computers that are just ex exactly emulating what players do with these oh, kinds geez. of games. It's, it's kind wild. of terrifying. Yeah, GU does and the same stuff. It's it's like playing with like real life events and like people d d dying in the game and dying in real life and going into comas and stuff it's it's kind of amazing it's like a it's like a one disc uh arg it's it's i i cannot wait to finish it and get to the other ones because man yeah i kind of from playing gu i haven't finished it i've been meaning to go back and play it at some point but they they do retain a bit of the mmo grind in gu which is a little bit unfortunate, because <laughs> if you're making a single-player conversion of an MMO, you probably want to cut most of that out. Uh, G yeah. I think Infection, from what you're saying, kind of does. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's 
here's the thing. I thought it cut it out, and then I met a new character, and like you literally, it's it feels like you're going through like the xbox menus and inviting someone to your party to get someone yep. into your party every time and then i did and then i was like level seven and this new person was level one and i was like oh okay so i i got to do the video game i i, I guess I, I get thing. it um but the like upside of that i don't know how uh embedded into the gameplay this is for gu but for infection um when you meet a new character, the more you do stuff with them, like they send you emails. Yep. Use the same. So it kind of feels worth it to get a little extra character interaction that you might not get if you didn't grind up the character to the level that you were at. So I, I, I like that kind of stuff where it gets me some extra little story things. And it, it really, like, it is. <laughs> On on that point, kind of something that pushes it uh, further. Um, while I'm on that, is uh, the 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 in universe reason of why you can hear these people talking to you because it is fully voice acted. Um, is that the world is so advanced that it can take the the text that people put in and it puts it into perfect human speech and it doesn't sound robotic at all. But the the little dialogue boxes still come over people's heads, and the, there's this <laughs> one character that is just super annoying, and every single sentence is ended by like XD oh, or God, like, no. colon zero, and it's just like, wow, you really nailed it, and I hate you. <laughs> it is it is hilarious. So if I get more interactions like that, I'll I'll grind a little bit. I don't care. It's not like it's super hard anyway. I don't know how hard GU is, but GU is a little bit more of like a, a true form JRPG. I think mm. the, the games are a little bit longer, and they're this. The last Recode collection is three games in one, yeah. Um, and they're all decently lengthy. They're not like they're not Persona length games. They're not like a hundred hours each, but they're they're close to like I think forty fifty ish. Oh, oh wow. yeah, that's that's much so with all three than... of them, it's it's pretty lengthy. And man, GU's protagonist is like one of the most try hardy try hard edge boys. <laughs> Just from like I mean, appearance, I've like <laughs> I've seen the way he looks, yeah. Man, he looks like an SAO villain. Like, <laughs> uh, it's a interesting game. I I did enjoy it, but I did I bounced off of it because I think I started playing Persona Five around the same time, and like, <laughs> yeah, that'll suck you in. You 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 then compare the two and are like, huh? Yeah, I want to get. I would rather just get to the end of Persona faster than <laughs> play yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I've been meaning to play them. From my knowledge, there's not a lot of direct carryover from Infection Quadrology to GU, aside from like world scenario stuff. Uh, the games themselves are pretty separate. So from from what I've seen from which it, what is either the original box art or the box art for Last Recode is that the main character from the original four is a villain in in GU. I think he's like, if it's the person I'm thinking of, I think he's more like what you would equate. Um, how a lot of JRPGs will have that weird character that like is sometimes a villain and sometimes just shows up and does weird things. Mm. I think it's more of that like callback scenario than that. Because I'm sure it's like the the data in the world is replicating him because he did the important thing last time. Like that's that's just a trope that feels like. I don't know, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it feels like, maybe. Again, I'm just going off, off of box Yeah, and of course, I haven't played Infection, so I'm not 100% yeah. certain. Um, 
but yeah, I do believe there's also an anime of infection story. I, I not don't... of not of infection. Um, oh, is it infection like its does own come thing? with an anime disc. It is. It's, dude. I looked at the the <laughs> continuity, and it's like they've they got just straight novels in there, and I'm <laughs> I'm miss me with that. But uh, it I there is an anime that takes place before. And there is an anime that takes place in between uh, the the quadrology and GU, and then there's an anime that takes place after, and then there's like four books in between. I think oh, there's a God. book that started the whole thing. Yeah, so it's like that's uh, it is a franchise and a half. Have you read the Halo novels? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. I there's swear. There's so many of them. I haven't read all of them. I've read like the three. good ones. Yeah, <laughs> the old ones basically is what that means. Yeah, twenty to thirty-seven or so. There, I think there's more than that at this point. Um, there's so many. Yeah, so I think my my like big thing with with Dot Hack is it, it's just a such a weird game to play. It is for a while, which is super unique. And I played a decent chunk of GU. I can look at my hour count. Uh yeah, so I played like ten hours of that game and eventually stopped. I'm gonna have to replay the entire thing to <laughs> understand what was going on. Um, but yeah, they're they're really interesting. And uh, if you want to play a dot hack game, the GU Remaster Collection is like generally pretty cheap. Um, I don't even think it launched at full price. It launched at like thirty dollars or something. So it is generally easy to acquire. Uh, I don't know. You can update us on if infection. Quadrology is worth playing through, Brett. When you, yeah, when I finish uh, it. all four, <laughs> all four of the quadrology. I, I know the fourth one is like, like two hundred dollars to get, and you can only get what? it for the peak. Well, because that's that's PS2 had like a weird trend where like certain games that are like cult classic franchises, which is literally just Xenosaga and Dot Hack, have like different installment games like xenosaga has three and dot hack had four and the last one for each of them is like multiple hundreds of dollars now why because i think they just produced uh, way less most they likely. did yeah so also man i get. forgot dot hack was made by cyber connect too that, that, yeah that is... and you know yep <laughs> you know who did the the character design for dot hack very, uh, very ew. strangely small world. The same guy who did the character design for Evangelion. Oh my god. I, I see oh. that, though. Yeah, I yeah, see that. It's, it's the eyes. I think I found Brett's linchpin. Huh. <sighs> it's making me want to go play Dot Hack more. Uh, Alright. So, Wyatt, I know you're just seething in that corner. <laughs> just seething to talk you, about you know what i'm you know what i'm going to talk about you're you're seeing oh i know as much as i am to be so i am going to put limits clear. we're already running pretty deep into the time <laughs> so i'm gonna say uh we're gonna retain the deep dive critique until after we're further in the game mm-hmm. because we, we don't really have time to go into too much detail mm-hmm. but but kick us off Wyatt. what game so ryan and i have been playing uh age of calamity uh, pretty much ah. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Gotta say the full title. To be title. clear, right, it, we, it, I, I, I tend to shorten it just to Age of Calamity because uh, it is a bit of a mouthful. Um, but it is a, a um, I already forgot the name of it again, but it is a Warriors-esque uh, It's a Warriors game. game. 
Warriors Cave. It's yes, a, in at, the title. Uh, it's, yeah, but but it's a it, what's the the overall genre name? Dynasty Warriors. My my the, my brain the genre that most Koei Tecmo games are of this type are put in is the Muso genre. Of like the Warriors, it's Warriors Japanese title. My uh, memory is about as reliable as Mike still classes, so you'll have to yeah. uh, just bear oh. with me here. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Thank you. Um, but no, we've been playing that, and uh, it uh, is really rad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Um, and I think what what stands out to me because I'm not uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of like other Warriors games. I've played the original Hyrule Warriors, and I thought it was cute. Uh, because it's basically just a Musou game with some like Zelda fan fiction in it, and it's like it's cute, right? But but this is uh, I I feel like the, the their ambitions are set a lot higher here because they're really trying to meld Breath of the Wild specifically with this genre, and I think they do a beautiful job of like taking the strengths from from both uh, games and really just like putting it in this. It's like it's like cooking in Breath of the Wild. You take two things and you make something wonderful out of it, and and they they do it really really well. Um, and it's really great. It's not just window dressing in terms of like adapting um, stuff from Breath of the Wild into this genre. They like legitimately take it and make meaningful mechanics out of it, and they do such a good job of that. Yeah, the thing that always stuns me: they've retained most of the control scheme as well. That's the which crazy is startling. Part. Like yeah, if you've played Breath moments, of the Wild, you can play Age of Calamity, no there problem. There are moments where it feels like you're just playing Breath of the Wild again because Next all your attacks have also, ten foot range. Yeah, yeah. and because it's like the the art style is it's like perfectly replicated. The UI they got down perfectly. All of the the sound design, the music, the little like musical flourishes here and there when you pick up items and stuff like that. It's just. It's the the look and feel is so well uh, replicated. I would say the only two things that really give it away is movement and Muso games are very uh, weird, floaty. It's very floaty, floaty, and it, it doesn't work in really tight and closed spaces, which I still think is an issue here. Where sometimes if you have a, a fight that's like in a really compact arena, it just the camera is also not built for that. Becomes either. a mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. No, it's just everything that they took from Breath of the Wild, they 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 adapted into it. So even if you're just, uh, it's not an open world anymore, but you're fighting, you know, in these larger sort of uh, battlefields, and they still retain like, oh, if the grass catches on fire, you can use it. You can use like the uh, the updraft to like get a gust of wind in your paraglider and fly around. You can still cut the trees to like gather wood for you know crafting things later. And it's like th- there's just. It's shocking how much they were able to yeah. retain. And a number of the the maps are basically just lifted straight from Breath of the Wild, like yeah. just cut into single maps and not open world. It's a great like. Oh, I remember this area. <laughs> like it even has like when you're in the the Gerudo map, it even has a little oasis that you first visit on your way to like try and get into the city. That's one of the maps. It's huh. like just right around, and you can run from that oasis to the city, and it's like. It's a little bit condensed, obviously, to to fit a warrior's map, but man, it is nailing the sense of being in Hyrule. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. I think it's it's a much better melding of, of two different franchises than I've personally seen from this uh, from these like Nintendo uh, Koei Tecmo crossovers. It's it's definitely done the best job of kind of like combining the, the 
the strengths of both uh, series together. It's also got a lot I, of mechanical advantages over the last Hyrule Warriors. Like, I, I liked yeah. the last Hyrule Warriors, but the, the combat was still pretty much like you have three buttons, you got your light attack, your heavy attack, and your uh, big special. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, you've got like light attack, heavy attack, special, character special. Uh, you've got your four different runes that change depending on what character you're playing that you can use at any point in time. So you also have a, a like a inventory thing where you can either heal or use the different like oh magic yeah the rods as well. rods or, or or whatever yeah um you just have a lot more decisions moment to moment yeah they they even incorporate like the the small things so it's not an open world but uh, basically you can scroll around the open world map from Breath of the Wild to um, and it is exactly the same. One-to-one -one recreation of the map. It's great, and uh, they use a lot of the same icons. Like you, you can have you have all the different icons from Breath of the Wild where you can mark things. They use almost all of them here, um, which is great. But there's even little things. Even if you're not fighting, there's a ton to do. So there will be little spots around the map where if you give a certain amount of resources, you can gain an extra heart container for your uh, for a specific character or give them uh, new you know uh, combos and stuff like that, which is great. They even they even were able to carry over cooking, where you basically buy different recipes from around like the world map, and then you can feed it to your uh, to whatever warriors you select for the upcoming battle. That'll give you like uh, some sort of bonus, whether that's like extra experience or extra like damage, defense, uh, extra rupees out of that match and stuff like that. It's 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 awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think one thing for me is that like it's not even getting stale a little bit. Where like normally I've I've played a decent chunk of this game at this point. Normally like five hours into a Warriors game, it'll start to get a little repetitive. Like it won't be boring by any means. Like I I played tons of Dynasty Warriors before this, so I'm the kind of person that can put up with repetitive gameplay if it's fun. But like here, it's just not getting repetitive because you have so many choices in in moment to moment combat. Um, and they they yeah. do a good job of like of keeping up variety of missions too. So and whether it's like the, yeah, and you know whether it's the main missions where you're you're usually running around from point to point doing certain things. Even like um, there's just little one-off missions that usually last no more than like 15 minutes or or even 10 minutes or something. Or they're like quick little battles where they have a ton of different conditions. So it's like oh there's there's one where uh, you can only use spears. You can only use this certain type of of you can only use this hero or there's crazy ones where it's a time limit, but you also can't get hit once. Yep, and they <laughs> like escalate really in difficulty. <laughs> insane ones. Yeah, it's it gets it gets crazy. So there's a lot of variety there as well. Uh, yeah, you've got your great. classic optional character unlocks that I run into. You you get mm -hmm. um, like side characters that are are new or like weird. Uh, have some optional things so that you can unlock them. Uh, there's obviously there's less characters than Hyrule Warriors before. I have a feeling it will stay that way. I, I don't think I've unlocked all the characters by any means, but I'm I'm fine with that though because but yeah, I think they're super fun. Like, yeah, and I think all and of them. more so. And and I don't have a lot of experience with Dynasty Warriors, but I have played Hyrule Warriors and I've played uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, and it definitely feels like here the 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 Warriors feel a lot more distinct from one another. Absolutely, like they all have really great, uh, like interesting combos. They all have their own feel. Uh, to them which is great and they just get really wacky <laughs> they, yeah. they get really out there so you can play a zelda who's basically just using the sheikah slate and all of the different like runes from the sheikah slate to like combine different attacks together and it's 
I, I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's. Whereas it's, I love it. It's super. No, fun. yeah, and it, and that's and that's a personal and that's just like a personal taste thing. But it's really cool just to like just experiment with how you can yeah that you can rack up. They even have uh, Hetsu. Who? What's his name? The Hestu. Little, Hestu. Excuse me. Um, who's the guy that you give Korok seeds to in Breath of the Wild? He's fully voiced, and you can fight with his maracas, and he sounds horrible. But it's hilarious. <laughs> and his fighting style is weird. I hate it, but I don't know. Maybe I just don't his, get it yet. <laughs> one of his one of his special attacks is he literally like if you just keep mashing ZR, he calls in a bunch of Koroks to come help you out. Like it's it's insane. Or they have uh Impa who you can basically cast different uh what are they called? Symbols or something on enemies that if you go and collect it properly, you can basically duplicate yourself like eight or nine times so there's basically eight or nine impas attacking at the same time it yeah it's, it's super insanity fun. it's it's awesome <laughs> yeah every every character like the the big thing here that has over dynasty warriors uh, and like maybe hyrule warriors did this to a smaller extent the original hyrule warriors where characters kind of had their, their own mechanics um and like dynasty warriors used to do this too but it was always very simple you're like the mechanics are their own button like you have a separate button that is trigger whatever your character does that's wacky, um, and they do a great job of yeah. like allowing you to to combo all of these things together, right? So yep. if you if you do a certain combination of you know Y and X for Zelda, she'll she'll roll out the a, a big like bomb, right? And then you have to hit ZR in order to detonate the bomb in the right spot. It's just just super cool, and they get really creative with how to combine all these different like individual uh, mechanics together. They yeah, do such a great job of that. And and again, they still do a great job of retaining a lot of the open world aspects of Breath of the Wild. So again, you can still um you know, you can still grab weapons out of enemies' hands with like magnesis, or you can uh if if you have like certain lightning attacks, you can like electrocute this giant metal box that will like electrocute enemies around it. So they still retain a lot of that really cool like environmental uh uh integration with combat and stuff like that they just, uh, it's it's shocking how well they they like work together <laughs> yeah um and I, one thing i want to give like special shout out to is is link sword and shield combo is is his basically the same as breath of the wild except like exaggerated a lot um yeah. <laughs> to hit many more enemies but he's still got the same like parry timing with the sword and shield but of course if you equip link with a different weapon he gets completely different uh, so if you give Link a two-handed weapon, he runs around and his special now turns into he can do super amped like attacks that cost health, and then you press that another fun a different me, button, and Link will gobble down some food in classic Breath of the Wild style and heal himself <laughs> with the goofy animation and everything. And this is something I feel like most Breath of the Wild fans really wanted. There are sections where you get to control the uh divine beasts in their own missions Ooh. and just just wreck everything uh and i gotta be honest uh, only a couple of them are fun but it's really cool regardless <laughs> the, the, all of them are fun once but after that your mileage might vary <laughs> yeah uh, but it, just the fact cool, that though. it happens at all is is great um and a special shout out to uh if you're fighting a a guardian you can deflect their beam back at them exactly yep. the same way but only if you've got link's shield as yep. well it's like little things like that and of course if yep. you have link's sword and shield one of your your special attacks is shield sledding into people hmm. like yep. it, retaining those little elements of breath of the wild that made it super fun um 
yeah, I, they, they just I do think, a really great job. Yeah, and I think the most surprising part is that it doesn't just like gameplay wise, it doesn't meld. It, it, gameplay wise, it uh, melds really well, but also it is a full on like canon prequel. It yeah. is a legitimate. You can make a legitimate argument that this is an a mainline Zelda entry just of how heavily it ties into the story of Breath of the Wild. Dude, I care it, about the champions crazy. way more now because <laughs> I've there's just seen way, way more the of thing. them. There's, there's more dialogue, cutscenes, and story in general here than in Breath of the Wild. And I would estimate, it's, I highly doubt either of us is even halfway through the game. So yeah, if it's this much already, like, man, I am excited to see what the ending and everything is. And I'm... I don't want to theorize and possibly give away the ending, but I think. I mean, if you've played Breath of the Wild, some... you know what the ending is. Yeah, but <laughs> so okay, I'm just. Can I talk about the little egg guy? Oh, uh, well, let's avoid the egg guy, just okay. because in in case people don't want to t like mess up their their theories of Breath of the Wild, we'll let them experience that on their own. Yeah, I th I think. I think they're going to be doing some really interesting ideas with it being a prequel, like in general. Yeah, the, the one thing I'll say, it does have some weird Koei Tecmo shenanigans in the plot um, to to, to kind of make it seem like there's some stakes. Of course. There's some weird, yeah. I to, And to be honest... We don't know I how like, it turns out yet because we haven't finished it. Yeah. But. There, I like that, and I'm not going to give away too much. I like that there's more story. I would say it's... Uh, I wouldn't say it's that great, to be honest with you, but I just like there's more of it, period. There's just more... I believe the writing it. was done in concert with the the team that made Breath of the Wild story. Um, yeah, that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is still the same like handling as Breath of the Wild. Like in the cutscenes themselves are very similarly framed and everything. That was another thing. I said the cutscenes feel like they're just the way that they're shot. Uh, and There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like cutscenes from Breath of the Wild. Just it, it had a very like the particular. Uh, camera work i think and that translated really well here they they emulated that really well but um i yeah no i it's much more of a prequel of like a legitimate prequel than i was expecting which yeah was a nice it, it definitely feels like it deserves a spot alongside breath of the wild as as like breath of the wild zero essentially yeah and i'm comfortable when breath of the wild 2 comes out whenever that may be you know three or four years from now <laughs> um i'm comfortable with calling it a like a breath of the wild trilogy because it yeah. that's how much it feels like it's a part of the series it's also it it's, makes me more excited for two because we get to see a lot more of zelda as well of just like her being a character and not just like this weird voice <laughs> for 90 percent of the game yeah so, no yeah. no it's um, it's excellent. Uh, it's been taking over my life, uh, and at this point, I think I'm just gonna let it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna let, let it happen. happen. <laughs> All right. Any any last notes from anyone that before we go into shoutouts? No. Great. All right. Shoutouts. <laughs> uh, I would like I would like to start. Uh, we usually try and keep shoutouts a little uh, very lighthearted, but it is with Except a heavy hand and heavy heart. Uh, that today it was announced that Daft Punk officially yeah. split up. The and one day, makes me the really one sad. day we do the podcast on a Monday and not a Tuesday, uh, yep. Daft Punk yep. breaks up. 
And it makes me really sad because uh, I I love Daft Punk. Uh, the first time I heard any of their music, it like legitimately changed the way I listen and experience music. And um, yeah, there's a huge part of my life and uh, sad to see them go. I mean, but uh, 28 left, year run. They had a pretty uh, good, incredible. Yeah. I mean, I was telling a bunch of people, like, if you've never heard their music before, I would say, listen to this, 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 this. And it just kept going. <laughs> I just kept listing off uh, songs because they got nothing but bangers. Um, yeah. So uh, that's it. I'm going to go cry now. Uh, have fun. All right. Have a nice night. Hey, Alex. <laughs> Alex, you got a you shout out for me? Got some fun to, to um, shout about? Oh god, no, uh revisit me in a second. Alright, great. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I completely blanked. This is killing me. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna shout out to uh Final Fantasy fourteen. I just got back into playing it because Endwalkers is coming up and I wanna be there to to see a Final Fantasy fourteen expansion at launch, hopefully. Um, because I've heard some incredible stories about how cool they are. So I wanna be there and man. It is really refreshing to play an MMO that has a good story. Like, holy... Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's like, if it's better than most Final Fantasy games that I've played, and I'm not even to the, the part that people call good yet. So, <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, it's interesting to be playing it from the perspective of someone who's like played Final Fantasy fourteen a lot but not really gotten super far in it. And by a lot, I mean I mean very little by MMO standards, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this it goes. And I also like that uh, the healing class in 14 also just throws giant rocks at people. Um, <laughs> what? Because Final Fantasy 14 has the philosophy of you should only heal when people are about to die. All the rest of the time, you're, you're, you gotta be damaging everyone. So, of course, the white mage also throws giant rocks at people and can use blood lilies to summon a, a torrential flower that kills people. So... <laughs> Alright, Geomancer. Wow. <laughs> There's some wild stuff in that game. Alright. Brad or Alex, one of you two, it's up for grabs. Grab the shout-out. Uh, well, you guys uh, are, are weird. Um, shout-out to my lamp that I just got today. Oh. My room was very dark, and you know what? Now it's not, and that's pretty cool. Nice. All right. All right, Alex. Wow. Your time's uh, up. Okay. <laughs> Bye. No more running. Uh, shout out to legitimately fresh eggs. We've made it. Yep. <laughs> We've done it. Peak shout outs. Is that it? Is that any explanation, <laughs> Alex? Made it. Um, would you like an explanation? You know, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, I'm hitting the outro button now. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave you on that note. As always, podcast 7 a.m. Eastern on the podcast platform of your choice. Ooh. Egg. 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 That's it. <laughs>